0: And all we are back, Hodge on Nodge is back and it's back on track and by the way we have some bombastic news, Norwich City are in the hunt for a manager, Daniel Farke is gone, the last one of these I did was about six weeks ago and Daniel Farke was still the manager, everything was normal, Um, it was normal. Um, and he was giving compliments to these players all the time and it looked like Norwich City were going to be destined for a season of mediocrity just falling out of the league and everything kind of going wrong and the season basically being kaput before Halloween had even happened. And then there was a twist in the tail and with me to try and dissect... Some of what has happened today, because I think it's all got a bit chaotic. As the man, I never do this right. To my left is Andy Ward from ITV Anglia. You may recognise him from the evening news bulletins on there. How you doing,
1: Andy? You've been on the telly tonight? Yeah, good mate. No, not tonight. No, I've had. Um, I've been working from home today. So my colleague Donovan was outside Car Road with the with the latest on on uh, well the Frank Lampard rumours. So. Donovan yeah, Blake, legend of the local media. Exactly, the living legend that is Donovan Blake. Uh, but yeah, you've like said, interesting day, eh? Very interesting. Mate,
0: uh, what what's
1: happening? What what's what's your take on what is happening around well, Norwich City tonight? The honest answer is that I, I don't know. What what I do know is that. You know there won't be an announcement tomorrow, which means there probably will be now, but um, you know, they are sticking to that weekend timetable. Uh, by the they way, can... I don't know how they're sticking to that because we've had two different candidates
0: who've basically landed the job according to different national news outlets today, um. Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously, Lampard looked like it was kind of nailed on and TalkSport nailed their colours to the mast. And what I'm wondering, right, there's there's a few sort of theories going around social media. Obviously, TalkSport have been sticking the boot into Norwich City this season, right? That The idea is that yeah, Stuart no, Webber's yeah. in the background there as some sort of master it's puppeteer. Kind of yeah, uh,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, like the architect of a, a sort of trick-or-treat kind of late Halloween special on TalkSport. It wouldn't where, surprise uh, you, would it? It wouldn't surprise you. The man is capable of a surprise. Because, I mean, Daniel Farker getting sacked after his first win of the season. I don't think anyone saw that coming. But do you know Uh, what, man? Uh, uh, See, the thing is, see as soon as it happened, Norwich City made sense again. Because Mm. prior to that, I was thinking, why is the, the dithering happening? We were told that the head coach would be dispensable and that the sporting model was such now that the sporting director would provide the continuity and the head coach was dispensable so you could get rid of Daniel Farker. Why did we not get rid of him? Oh, yeah, he's just guiding us into the international break. And he got his sign off with a win. And I thought it was brilliant. But I thought mm. it was the right time to go. Where do you stand on that?
1: I, I completely agree. It was, it was the right time. I think the only thing was the, the fact he'd, he, he'd won that game. But I don't think that influenced the club's decision whatsoever. I think they'd already made their minds up that he was he was going to go. Um, so I don't think you can argue that he, he had to go because results in the Premier League, have, have been poor, haven't they? You, you look back at this season and the, obviously two seasons ago, you know, it's not it's not a good enough record, is it? I mean, he must go down as one of the, the worst Premier League managers ever, if you look hey, at yeah. it. Yeah, I would say so. Especially it's the fact that he's been able to compile it over more than one single season. Exactly. That, that's what I mean. He's had a fair crack at it. You know, you can't argue that Norwich have, have given him time. Exactly. In the Championship, what a manager, though. You know, and he, he gave Norwich fans so many unbelievable memories. But... Just didn't seem to be able, able to make that step up, didn't he? And I think Norwich are really serious this time about trying to stay up. Um, You know, we had but that absolutely. Experience.
0: But the thing is, like, I'm now open to that possibility. Whereas even after yeah. the Brentford game, I, I said prior to the game it would be a result in a vacuum because yeah. a, a lot they of the would, people they follow my. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they would done. A lot of the people that follow my content will know that I'm doing Twitter Spaces and stuff like that on Fridays and Saturdays around games. But I'm bringing the podcast back. They've just been neglected. Because to be honest. I think I've kind of run out of stuff to talk about. The last one we did was about psychology and sporting and psychology because I thought that was influencing a lot of Norwich City's negative performances earlier in the season. And with Brian Hemmings on, who gave some really interesting thoughts on that kind of stuff. I think the farkas stuff had drawn its course. But as you say, mate, two seasons, two title wins in the championship, right? Three seasons total, obviously, if you count the mm. what I call the
1: James Madison season. Um, but, he did win yeah, you know, because they could have easily gone down. In, in that oh, I. Yeah. Without oh, Madison, my I think I they'd got relegated. I really believe that. And did I been in a dog I, thing? To, to keep them afloat was was a in retrospect it was quite a decent job I thought, and it built the the foundations for obviously the the promotion season the the season after, which I don't think anyone saw coming. But no. you know he was he was putting the groundwork in and and building a squad that was capable to challenge. So yeah, fair play to him in the championship. Absolutely brilliant. Well, see, that's the thing, right? When I look at those two championship
0: seasons in particular, there could not have been two more contrasting title yeah. winning campaigns for any manager in history. One was delivered in the midst of a global pandemic, empty stadiums, and basically kind of doing Josie Mourinho, Chelsea, 2-0 wins and sort of just just basically an ex... I, I called it a cold execution throughout the season. But that first title winning campaign was Mm. absolutely magic. It It was was full of crazy games where you would have late comebacks, racking up the goals and just pound for pound entertainment. I was at the game against Millwall where it was Mm. 1-1 with 81 minutes on the clock and it finished 4-3 and there was a missed penalty in the Mm. midst of that. And I have never been, I've never shouted more carnally from my gut at a goal than when we went 4-3 up against Millwall in the 97th minute or whatever it was of that game. It was like, I was looking at my mate, Ben Mouncer, who was with me, and we were just looking at each other. And you know that way, it was basically 26,500 people wondering if they're on the edge of madness. Mm. You know what I mean? Just watching that, thinking, what is happening here? And it's like the ultimate cherry on top when you get the win and you do that. But that season was packed full of moments like that. Well, and I, I think that's
1: going to be one of the most fondly remembered
0: Norwich
1: team yeah. teams, the 18-19 team. Oh, 100 percent But but what's so sad is that you can you contrast that to how they played against Leeds, and it's just completely unrecognizable, isn't it? And that, that's the point. You know, Farker had lost his 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 way, and there's been a lot of talk of identity. And I think that's true. I think uh, the amount of long balls Hanley was playing, for example, in that Leeds game was just diagonals, man. Yeah, Grant I know. Hanley's He's playing diagonals to Timu Cookie. It's completely aimless stuff, though, isn't it? You know, there was no structure to the play and and I, th- I think Stuart Weber would have looked at that and thought, "No, nah, there's no way they're getting out of this." So I, I had this kind of dichotomy in my head where I was thinking, "Was it after
0: Chelsea or was it after Leeds?" Yeah, Were you true. veering towards Leeds because I think I the think demolition that. job by Chelsea, and I think that's just that this that, acceptance, Crystal Palace have gone out and beaten Man City, right? Mm. And yet we are just
1: going, "Oh, we can't compete with the top three or four teams." Like the games well, I he, literally, before you literally start. he literally said that didn't he? He literally said that in a. In a quote, didn't they so, yeah. And
0: and like when you're starting quoting that kind of stuff, um, and when you do, as you
1: say, lose your identity, lose your philosophy,
0: really. And it's clear as well that he's alienated, um, or or had alienated like a, a few members of the squad. Billy Gilmer wasn't fitting in for whatever reason, and the Todd Cantwell stuff's obviously lurking in the background as well. I think that's something that's quite exciting now. Is the prospect mm. of these people coming in? So let's talk about the new guys, right? Frank yep. Lampard comes in. In my opinion, his his, his foundational piece in that team is Billy Gilmore, because he's worked with him before. He gave him his big break at Chelsea, put in some fantastic performances. I can remember one against Liverpool, I think it was in the Cup in particular, where Billy Gilmore really, really shone as a teenager for Chelsea, bossed the game for the deep midfield pocket, the kind of quarterback spot. And Lampard was the guy that gave him the confidence and imbued him with the belief that he could go and do that. So, if Frank Lampard comes in, does Billy Gilmore automatically become a central piece of the jigsaw? Do you think?
1: I think so. Yeah. And I think it's, I think that's another thing that Farker got wrong. I I just can't believe Norwich are a good enough team to not play Billy Gilmore. I just, I just don't get it. Yeah. And, you know, that, that coincides with the, the long ball stuff as well, because there's no one coming deep to get the ball, is there? You know, and the midfield might as well not be there in those, in those previous games. So, no, No, you're absolutely right. He's no midfield creativity
0: place. and Billy Gilmore's no. sitting on the bench and he's flinging on. um so he's not like, even. He wasn't even Pua, coming. Paja gets he? minutes. Paja oh, no. gets like three minutes oh, no. at the end, and you're thinking you're, you're basically playing a sprinter when when Billy Gilmore could have been on like at least after an hour, you know? Yeah. Like change it up, try try and do something. That Leeds game in particular was just crying out for him, nah, just crying out for that. someone to pass the ball in midfield. You know, yeah. knit the
1: play together, knit the team together. Um, yeah. no, what one oh, Sorry, on you go. As I was gonna say, yeah, if, if Frank does come in, I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll put Gilmore back in, and I, I presume he'll, he'll give Cantwell a chance as well. I mean, we, we don't know that, but again, another creative player has been, been sat, he's not even been sat on the bench, has he? He's, he's been in the stands and, and playing under 23s football, which, um, seems which, which, to be.
0: which is what you do, right? In football manager, you have a bad private chat where a player then they go to like unhappy or slightly unhappy, mm. then. My my tendency is to banish them to the reserves so that they don't upset any of my other players. Purely speculation, and we don't like. Obviously, there's, there's no, we don't know. Things, we don't know. There's been other things mentioned with Todd that um, are away from football and stuff like that, and we're obviously very sensitive to all of that. But it's very clear that he was out of the picture. He's automatically back in the picture. So immediately there, you've essentially signed two extra players because they they weren't going to get game time. Mm. It was it was pretty apparent. So, I'm pretty sure that might have factored into Stuart Weber's thinking as well, um, in in terms of getting rid of Farka. What were the other names mentioned? Let's let's go through them a wee bit. So, Dean Smith's the other one. Sky reporting that he'd been interviewed for the job. Um, I think my gut still says that it's going to be Frank Lampard, and it's just a matter of time. I think I think the, the the Smith thing kind of strikes as a kind of deviation tactic of some sort.
1: Um, but the word is that he did impress on interview and I can, I can see happening because Dean Smith's a, an impressive bloke, isn't he? And apparently a, a really, really good coach. Um, so you, you can see that I can see him doing his research if it's true that he's, he's had an interview, but mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I, I think it would be Frank. I think there's, there's too much in that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it, it'll be, you know, tying down the, the backroom stuff and stuff like that, but we don't know, do we? We just don't know what's going on because they're keeping it so close to their chest. No, they that, mean, that's
0: it. Uh, and normally no with these things, I mean, I put out a million tweets about
1: Frank Lampard
0: and Stephen Gerrard landing jobs in the same day and how it was always mm. destined to happen and all that kind of stuff. And I probably looked a bit of a prat because um, good journalistic <laughs> integrity that I've got, I should probably have done a bit of digging about before I, um, not that I was claiming to break the news at all. Um, but yeah, like I, I mean, that's obviously come out and then there's been sort of counter briefings and it's all a bit the thick of it, isn't it? Like mm. in, in terms of yeah. the way that it's 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 kind of spinning. And um like old Paddy David, we we, we tweets there like he's got his hashtag circus or no circus. This is a media <laughs> circus now.
1: It is, and it you know, if, if Frank is appointed, well, get ready for, for more circus because can you imagine the hype? I mean, that, oh, that's, me, it'll that's, be crazy. I think it'd be great for the club, you know. I think it'll get away from this little old Norwich. Tag that they, mm. they seem to have, and i I think it be I think it be a great appointment personally. I, I think that, the, for
0: for the global audience, right? So one of Stuart, one of Stuart Weber's objectives when he came in, I was at the interview where he was introduced to the press, and I asked him, "Is globalising the football club one of your objectives here?" And absolutely, blah blah blah. Mm. He can answer the question. Uh, if you bring in Frank Lampard, you automatically open up a whole new audience to. To Norwich City as a football club, I think, because exactly. there's a generation of, um, let's call them like FIFA playing lads, right, that might have sort of grown up watching Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard and that kind of thing, and they're maybe not engaging with Norwich in a kind of Daniel Farkas sense or whatever, um, or they might come from other countries and other geographies, other territories, and they've heard of Frank Lampard. They've not heard of Norwich City, but they've heard of Frank Lampard, and it's like, oh, Frank Lampard's managing in the Premier League again. Let's take a bit of interest in this team, you know, and I, I think that's I think that's a positive thing for the football club. The flip side of that is the media circus
1: and the Frank Lampard's Norwich City. Yeah, I was going to say that's the that's the bad thing, isn't it? I I, I don't like that tag, but
0: <laughs> no, and I, I think that's the danger is if you bring in Frank Lampard, right,
1: then it automatically
0: you're going to get a million more shots of the manager on the side. You're going to get double those amount of shots than you would of Daniel Farker during a game because the producer yeah. knows that it's good television to to go to the manager. People are interested in what the manager's mm. doing. If we play Aston Villa, Lampard and Gerrard and the touchline is absolutely they might, in my They're head, not going to show the game there,
1: are they? They're just going to show it on the touchline. For might as well just space. have a boxing yeah. match.
0: <laughs> but put the proceeds to charity and just get them to box each other. That's, that's probably a better idea. Um, but that, that for me, is absolutely box office. Like, I would be captivated by that if I had no interest in Aston Villa or Norwich or really football, but particularly. It's two characters, in it? And it's two characters Definitely. that were, were, were indelibly linked because Sven, Goran Eriksson couldn't get them to work in an England midfield. Yeah. And for that reason, Lampard and Gerrard, it was always one or the other, throughout their career, and they were always jostling for trophies and fighting for silverware and fighting to be at the very top of the game two players that operated at the absolute peak of their powers they were the best among the best midfielders in the world at that point undeniably on anyone's list um contrasting styles of human being in terms of the way they present themselves in terms of the way that they played as well and i just think the idea of that being replicated in terms of the
1: extrapolation of those guys into 11 other guys on a pitch is just brilliant. And I want to see that happen. I do, I do. And you think if you're a young midfielder at Norwich and you've got Frank Lampard taking training on Tuesday and wherever it is, I mean, could you imagine that? And the guy's one of the best players the Premier League has ever ever produced. And yeah. I, I, I think it'd just be have a, a brilliant influence on the young players, in, in my opinion. Well, that that's a point.
0: Um, and we are kind of, we're sticking on Lampard here. We will give fair into to some of the other names. Um, but on, on Lampard, I think the young players coming through. Now, it's worth noting that Chelsea were under a transfer embargo at the point at which he gave debuts to Mason Mount, uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi. I'm trying to think a few other names here. Um, Billy, like you said earlier. Billy Billy Elmore. I think Rhys James, maybe? Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham's Abraham's another one. Yep. So, so many young players bloodied through, which is absolutely part of Norwich City's identity now. Well, one of my favourite NCFC numbers is always good for a tweet, um, Mm. especially when when things start or come to an end. And at the end of Farka's reign, my favourite bit of this list of all of Farka's accomplishments, which were... We're, we're staggering, really. But my favourite one was eleven homegrown first team players
1: brought through, and it's I just exciting. thought that's yeah. brilliant. That's a whole team. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Completely, that is amazing. I, and and what, about you know, uh, as as we keep saying, I mean, Lampard's got experience of of bringing young players into a first team setup, like he did at Chelsea. And you know, he did a good job in that first season. He got him into the Champions League, didn't he? And they they got to the FA Cup final, and uh, yeah, it was a decent a decent job. Really, really was, and it obviously, was it decent. fell apart in the second season. W- Not outstanding, w- but decent.
0: Wasn't staggering, uh, is what I would say. And my my concerns with Lampard are actually more based on what he didn't do at Derby, mm. rather than what he did do at Chelsea. And that's where I kind of look at it, and I think I'm I'm sitting and I'm I'm questioning whether he's the right man. So if Norwich City do go down, which is like highly likely, let's be honest, uh, is Lampard the right man to deliver getting back up? And also, I mean, the guy that's gone before has won the last two titles. So you've got to try and emulate that. That's a lot of pressure. And if if you end up finishing in the top six and don't go up, normally that would be like progressive season moving back towards the Premier League. That's failure for Norwich City now. Because mm. we we
1: are the yo yo club. If we stop yoing up the way, then surely that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, but all, all I say is, I mean, I don't think Lampard or Weber will be thinking in that in that mindset. I just I just don't. And I think they're both winners, um, which is why Weber's obviously made this call to get rid of Farker, isn't it? And I can't see Lampard accepting that Norwich are going to go down because I don't think you take the job.
0: No. I think Not he believes that they
1: can get out of it. No, so they they are. And I
0: think we would make a fight of it. And I think we would play better football. And I I think it'll be, I mean, the season is still alive. The season was on on the verge of being dead by Halloween, you know, and that's, I mean, that's pretty staggering. That's what, seven, eight months of the season left to go. You you can't can't have that. You can't have that. So, uh, Norwich City made sense again as soon as Stuart Webber sacked a manager after a win. That's how mm. crazy this football club is. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> Going to go back to Smith, right? Yeah. Dean Smith does seem to be the other contender. I mean, of any of the other names that were in the frame, is there any that you would pick out as... I mean, Knudsen is one that, mm. that does keep kind of emerging, but that yeah. that strikes me as it would just be a bit too left field for... For the assignment that the guy's been tasked with, do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Like I if we were in uh, the championship, great appointment. But yeah. in the Premier League, just don't think it's the right fit. I think you need someone with, with a bit of experience in the top division.
1: I think so. And actually, if you actually look at his record, he hasn't. He's done a, an amazing job at Bodo Glimt, hasn't he? Um, but before Fair that, problem. he's before that he was a bit of a, a nobody, to be honest. Um, and it's all sort of fallen into place. In, I'll throw in a name Warwick. at you, Ronnie Dyler right? Oh, yeah, something Celtic very yeah. similar, yeah. Parachuted
0: into the Celtic job, interviewed for the assistant's job, and landed the manager's gig after winning the league with Stromjord set in Norway. And then mm. we Boudou glimped, uh, I mean, it's a kind of similar pattern, although they have had more of an impact in European football, which I would say is the difference. Um, and Knutson's probably overall a more experienced, talented manager, I would say, than Ronnie Dyler, in my opinion. But I think it's down... uh, To be honest, I don't even think it's down to two candidates. I think Lampard's got it, and it's just a case of when. Um, Mm. But I do want to give Dean Smith a good airing. So let's say Dean Smith does get it. What would he do differently to Frank Lampard? What what is it that Dean Smith would bring in terms of identity, philosophy, anything like that, that's
1: different to Lampard? It's difficult to say, isn't it? I mean... He, again, they're both renowned for playing attacking football, aren't they? I think mm-hmm. he he has successfully avoided relegation, hasn't he? I know it was a uh, last day of the season job against West Ham for Villa, but he, he has done it. He's got a team out of, of relegation trouble, hasn't he? Um, he has. He's also
0: to, done the other side of it in
1: terms of building a team up at Brentford.
0: You yeah, know, completely.
1: He, I was going to mention he, that because um, they played some fantastic football at Brentford. I remember that. And they didn't have a lot of money to spend at that point, but he produced players like Tarkovsky, who obviously went on for, for big money and, and players like that. Walsall, he did a good job as well, didn't he? They played some fantastic stuff lower down the leagues and they had Rico Henry and players like that that he obviously brought with yep. him to Brentford. So again, he's got a, a good track record of working with young players. Uh, I, th- and I he think has, both he... of those guys would fit.
0: Like, I, I, think I think they're
1: so. the two that say. did. But I mean, I must admit, see, see when I was
0: looking earlier this week at all of the kind of names emerging, right? Um, hmm. There wasn't one standout candidate. Normally, for any managerial job, right, I've got one candidate that I go, that's your man, go and get him. Like, Mm -hmm. I just think it's the right guy, the right fit. With Norwich City this time, I didn't. I had all these reasons I was talking myself out of people. So Lampard was talking myself out of it based on what I I don't think he delivered at Derby when they had the resources to do it. Um, Also, just, I don't know, a bit... A bit too kind of a bit too airbrushed and polished. I think I want a fighter, mm. you know, like uh, that. That was part of my thinking. Uh, um, well, Chris Wilder type,
1: maybe, but Chris, w-
0: Chris Wilder was never going to happen. There was no wilder rumor in football than the idea nah, of Chris nah. Wilder coming to Norwich. Um, nah. too much water under the bridge, but um, Dean Smith is kind of um. I don't want to be unkind with my words here, but it's almost like in a slightly council
1: estate brought up version of Frank Lampard. Yeah, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, and the thing about Dean Smith, who, who I think is a good candidate personally, but yeah, he can't have, the fact he was sacked last Sunday does imply that he wasn't among the you know the, the top candidates for the Norwich job? He can't have been, can he? Because he was still in the job when Farker was sacked, and that I think that's a big. A, a big point to make because obviously, if they are going to appoint Smith, it's a it's a reaction to him being sacked, isn't it? And they thought, well, we're going to have to move and get him. But I, I don't know. I just can't see Weber does a lot of homework, doesn't he? And I can't see him moving for someone who's just come out of a job like that. But I can well, be that, wrong. I can be. Well, wrong. The, the, the thing is, right, the situation is
0: fluid, so. Everyone in, in the world was getting their panties in a twist after the Brentford game because they thought, oh, this has come out of nowhere. Of course it mm. didn't. Stuart come Weber down. had obviously been thinking this for either a week or two weeks prior to and was just going to do the deed at the time. And by the way, that's, I think, as a sporting director, he's kept the season alive. It was absolutely the right move. And to be honest, for all, that it might have been a bit unfair in Daniel Farke and his staff. I think it was executed in the only way it could have been. And I'm so, so happy that he went out with a win. It's just like, he just buried all of the negativity in one brilliant mm. moment. And I actually watched these last sort of Farka wave um, that a fan had filmed and I watched it about four in the morning, which is the same reason I'm incoherent tonight. Um, No sleeping great at the moment. But <laughs> uh I, I was watching it and I was just thinking, oh, that's so emotional,
1: man. Like that's yeah. the last one of them. And that was, that was something so special, you know? What I, I agree mean? with that. What you, say, because, you know, it could have, it could have turned sour like it did under Worthington. you got, you know, we want Worthy out and, you know, they could have had banners and, and stuff like that. And that, that didn't materialize. And I think that's great. And like you said, he has gone out on a high. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's brilliant for him because he, he deserves it. And, it's, it's all about moving forward now, isn't it? And like you says Stuart Webber has been ruthless. And I think he had to be because the season was in danger of getting embarrassing, let's be honest. It was it was Aye. heading towards embarrassment stakes.
0: Oh, no, I already was in it. Like, two nil-nil draws followed by a seven nil drubbing was unacceptable. The nature of that meek defeat to Leeds where there was only one Premier League player on the pitch in Rafinha was unacceptable. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that was... What what was unacceptable to me as well is, and I stuck the boot in in my Friday space um, with with quite a few of the sort of notable luminaries in the local media hanging around, and they were were listening to me rant about how Norwich City, this is just not good enough, it's not good enough. Mm. We beat Brentford, it doesn't matter. It's a result in a vacuum. It's not a result in a vacuum if you sack the manager and then appoint the right successor. Um, But I think... I think so. I made the kind of the, the council estate sort of brought up version of Lampard kind of analogy, and by that I mean I think Dean Smiths had a harder apprenticeship in in sort of football than yeah. and, and and come up through the lower leagues as a manager and done the hard yards like in that kind of regard. Whereas Frank Lampard, Derby is a first job is a pretty mm. stellar first job, and then right into Chelsea. Um, but I. I For me, what would tip the scales and the balance? Now, I don't know if Lampard's been the preferred candidate. Um, I think that might be be what we hear um, if he's eventually appointed. (laughs) If he's been the preferred candidate from the start, um, then that's that's great that we've gone and got him. Regardless of that, I think the fact that he has managed a club of the size of Chelsea... Um, he's obviously got the track record of bringing in youngsters and just for what he'll do to the football club even if the managerial appointment is unsuccessful in terms of restoring uh, or sorry stabilising us in the Premier League or um, even getting us back up right even if we're sitting here in 18 months time and Frank Lampard has failed in the Championship or, or a shorter tenure than that I think more fans will watch Norwich City um, globally, I think that's a good thing. I think that of all the candidates there, he's got the best CV. So you've got to go with that. He's managed big players. He's managed big personalities. He's managed in big games and big situations, and that is something that you're basically putting that up against. Dean Smith has kept Villa up. Yeah, you know, that that's basically what you're kind of stacking up against, and it's basically pick your poison between those two kind of things that's that's how I look at it what about you how
1: do you analyze it no I think I think you spot on um but it's just it, it's a tough call between them two them too isn't it because they're both both have actually got quite similar CVs in in what you said and I don't know I can't I can't I can't call it but I I do think they'll go for Lampard I think that's the the one they want but I can I can understand the appeal of Smith as well it's just I just think with with Lampard as you as you said it's it's the it's the the appeal he brings internationally isn't it and and the fact that norwich are kind of perceived as a, a bit of an irrelevance, aren't they uh, at the moment they're seen as this embarrassing little team that come up and down and then you know disappear after the championship for a year and then pop back and I, I think this will help them be taken slightly more seriously and of course it's got to come yeah come with results on the pitch hasn't it you know frank has got to to do that if he gets the job but i, I just think it's going to give the players a huge lift knowing that they will have frank lampard taking their training on tuesday
0: yeah, I just realised that I put up and um, get your questions in before we finish. We're not actually... Well, we're probably going to go for about an hour. Um, so we're not on the verge of finishing. That's just a banner that I've not updated in months. Um, <laughs> there's a good point in um, one of the comments there. It's a Chelsea fan that's listening. An evening to everyone. If you're in yeah. and you're watching, um, there's a good number of you now watching in the various places that we're streaming this give us, um, say hello, give us a question, let us know what you want to know from, from me or from Andy. Um, he's down on the local beat, that's why that's one thing that I wanted to do and I'll have Connor Southwell on tomorrow lunchtime is I want to be speaking to the local beat journalists because I'm no there, I'm up here in my ivory tower in Scotland and um, keeping away from it all. But I <laughs> think I think um I think with you guys down there, it's really important to, to, to get a flavour of what's happening on the ground, especially when the situation's a bit chaotic as it is at the moment. But yeah, I pulled this comment up. Hey, lads, I'm a Chelsea fan. And trust me, Frank will do bits in your team with the young players you've got with the likes of Billy,
1: Cantwell, Jolis, and even Ida to an extent. Yeah. Ida's a good point, isn't it? Because he's not been given a chance at all. Um uh, Yeah. yeah. But but I have to say it was he was poor against Liverpool in the cup when he did get his opportunity. But you know, if he's coming on five minutes towards the end every game, it's uh, you know it's it's hard to make an impact, isn't it? But you know if,
0: a, if, uh, and, and as a striker as well, you want to
1: get a wee run. Do you know do you know what I mean? Like maybe 20 minutes yeah. to get your eye in,
0: start making your runs and, and maybe some movement that can destabilize the defense. I mean, you're you're basically hoping for a flick on or for it to land to you in front of goal, you know, um if you if you're only on for two or three minutes. So I think, I think that's important. Cholis is one. I oh, did yeah. a podcast yeah. with a guy, from Greece who was absolutely brilliant on Cholis. He'd watched him since he was a kid. And he said, this guy's a wonder kid. He's a world mm. superstar waiting to blossom. Um, Norwich City have flung him on in games and played him in completely a role that he's, he's never really played in before. That's one thing that a black Lampard to do better than Farca is to play players in the roles that they're yeah. meant to do. I think we'll go back to a 4 2 3, 1. I, I'm hoping that Cholas can be the Mason Mount equivalent, that he can put him in and he can come in off left, do some damage. Um, Rashitsa maybe in the right-hand side to do similar. I think we're beginning to see signs that he's... I was say that. I think
1: Rashica, Rashica was really good against Brentford and, and actually yeah. quite decent against Leeds for the first hour or so. Yeah. Um, no, he's, he's showing signs that he's just starting to settle in a little bit, which is encouraging, because they need him to. They need him to to, to start providing goals and assists. Well, I think that's the other thing. Weber's
0: looked at this in the summer and he's felt, right, I've given you the kit and you've not delivered yeah. the kit. So he's given the kit to someone else. What do you think are the most potent weapons that we've maybe not seen discharged yet by Norwich City properly? I, I would go I said,
1: Jolus, So I'm yeah, him. I I think Jolas because... Even against, let's take Arsenal, for example, in that away game. I thought he was really direct. He was trying to create stuff, wasn't he? And I, I, he he's just got he's got an attitude where he will always look forward. And I like that. And I think he, he's been completely under you since he missed that penalty against Liverpool, which, which makes me think maybe there was a fallout there. I, I don't know. But I, I would agree with Jollis. I think we need to see more of him. Obviously, Cantwell's a big one, isn't it? You know, yeah. he, two two he's so a he's
0: a known quantity. That's the thing. Is. Cantwell's yeah. a weapon we have seen discharged and we have seen discharged exactly. in exactly. the Premier League. So you know you can get Premier League goals and assists out of Todd Cantwell. Get
1: him in the yeah. team. Yeah, completely. And and Billy's the other one we talked about. I, I just I just don't get that one, especially when you, you you're scratching around for a result and you, you don't you don't play him. It's it's weird. It's a really weird. It uh, is a weird then. one,
0: right? So let's go through the team. Tim Crew, experienced goalkeeper, been over the course, made a bad mistake against Leeds. I think fantastic. Against against some great saves, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolute leader. And at the end of that Brentford game, he like properly celebrated. You could tell it meant something to him. He he loves this football club. Tim yeah, Tim's yeah. Tim's in the the thing. Max Arians. Let's enjoy him while we have him. But that's a classy right back to have. I think there's signs the centre back partnership. uh, There's options. Hanlon Gibson mm-hmm. were obviously really good in the championship, record-breakingly good. Uh, Obama Delhi's done himself, like, so much credit um, well, coming in. Uh, and another one to come through the conveyor belt that we, we should be really excited about. Um, two left-backs to pick from. Um, Williams or Janoulis, pick your poison. If we do line up 4 2 3 one, Billy Gilmore and Matthias Norman, give me some of that, man.
1: Right? Yeah, exactly. It seems so obvious, though, doesn't it? I I, I don't get it. I, I think, no. Well, you're a, you're a Scotsman. Who would, who would play Kenny McLean over Billy Gilmore in the Scotland team? I just can't so, see that happening.
0: The, the only thing that I can see, right, um, and I basically see, <laughs> this is probably a discredit to um, my interpretation of the game, but I sometimes see it as just a succession of football manager screens. And I think um, Kenny McLean's higher in the squad hierarchy, and I think yeah. that's why he was playing. He's probably like, if he's not a team leader, he's a top influencer. And he's probably playing because of that. Under Farka plus Farker's thrown him in, loads trusted him, and Kenny's Kenny's
1: been good for Norwich. Yeah, I've got no problem with Kenny whatsoever, but I just think Billy Gilmore's the, a Bally. brilliant talent. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he is. He's he's a mercurial he, talent. If you don't use him, you're going to lose him as well. That's that's the thing I'm worried about. You know, he will go to another club in the second half of the season. Oh, well, absolutely. hopefully it won't
0: happen I, now. But I won't in half, was was right, well, I'm part coming in, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've decided that. But him. it was going so, that way, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 uh, no, sorry, I, I'm just I, I'm just announcing that Norwich City have appointed Frank Lampard <laughs> as manager because I've decided that's what's happening. Um, but yeah, if, if Lampard does come in, is both me and you are kind of leaning towards. Then I mean, B- Billy's going to be in the team. At, like he would have to do some, he would have to get suspended, injured, or do something to get dropped because yeah. Lampard knows what he's got in him as a character as much, and that's that's the big thing, so characters are now rubbing up against a new personality that can get more out of them in different ways, and not everyone's going to be agreeable with Frank Lampard there might be some of them that we lose over the course of that, but mm. with Farka, it was clear who was in favour and who was not, there's now a chance for people to jostle for position again, and to, to try and fight for their place in the team um, and the strikers, you've got options as well You've got Cantwell, you've got Rashida, you've got Cholas. There's, I mean, there's a few players you could play in a variety of roles there. And um, you could even put Sergeant like as a kind of wider target man if you wanted to go that way. Um, and then up front, I still that's the one position that's where I look that's at, where we yeah, which we're lacking. If he does not a viable third option, we need a third option. And um, I think relying on Timu Puki deliver at the clip that he's delivered for Norwich City so far in his career is a bit of an unfair ask given how many yards he's put in. See if you think of uh, the yards he's put in for Finland, the Euros and um, for Norwich City uh, across the previous campaigns that he's played for us. temu has been absolutely ragged um, and it would be That's good to get someone it. to come in that is a
1: semi-reliable goal scorer who can stand in in his stead because I still don't think we've found that. No, I agree, and it's right what you say about Finland because it's it's a very similar situation to Norwich, isn't it? That they are so reliant on him, and it's it's that lack of that lack of backup, really, isn't it? The, the lack of competition he's got up there, both for club and country, and he's playing every single minute in every game, and it's just yeah, he's he's knackered, isn't he, poor guy.
0: The other thing is when you play as Timu Puki deployed as your main striker, you've got to play a certain way to accommodate that. And you've got to make sure that you provide him with a specific type of service. And if that's counterproductive in a specific tactical game, or if if you've got no other option and the defense is managing to sort of manage the threat of Teemu Puki and you don't get a bit of magic from somewhere else then that's where you begin to question where's a goal gonna come from. Like unless a set piece header like oh Obama well, Dalys against Leeds that brilliant man. Um but yeah that that's that's the one area in January. In January I don't think we need to reinforce
1: the squad that much.
0: Like maybe uh, it's a, great, couple it's
1: of a it's options. a decent squad isn't it? You know it's as it's as good a squad as Norwich have had in the oh, Premier League. Oh, absolutely. Really nice is. And that's another reason why Farcat to go because he's not got the most out of it. He hasn't well, that's it.
0: Uh, but do you know, right? I, if you look at Paul Lambert's team, I thought he lifted a, a group of League One and Championship players to the middle of the Premier yeah. League. It was insane. I don't think you could do that now. I think football's changed. And I think the level of the Premier League has become more detached from everything else. We, we are the living embodiment um, <laughs> as an experiment and how that is the case. But I think up front where we need an option. That's that's where we need, and I'll be interested to see what Frank. Because the other thing that Frank Lampard brings, his
1: contacts book is unbelievable in world football, and that's that's massive for a club like Norwich because they're not the richest club in the world. Any any little advantage you can get, you've got to you've got to take it. Um, Obviously, we can't get another player on loan from Chelsea, though, can we? Because of the Gilmore situation. But yeah, you're right. There'll be other other ways around it. Hopefully. I think
0: that that's the key thing for me. I think that contacts book is going to be invaluable because Stuart Weber's brilliant at scouting gems from like that we can unearth for mm. for for not well. In fairness, like we paid a fair why for Cholis. like that was that was a significant investment for Norwich City that we, being the size of the club we are, kind of need to pay off. But you don't get Emmy Buendias like all the time. They they, they are they are a, a once in once-in-a-blue-moon type thing where you can get uh, a player that's worth, I would say, 50 million quid um, for
1: like for pennies from Qaddafi, so... That's some, um, spot. some spot that, wasn't it? it oh, yeah, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, it really was. It was unbelievable. And Farker definitely got the most out of him, didn't he, in the Championship? But.
0: Well, that's the thing, like, that's the one thing you can level at Daniel Farker's entire reign is if Wendy is not an Orich player, how
1: successful mm. is Daniel Farker? Because... Yeah. So guess, much of the production was Buendia and Pookie based. Then you go back to Dean Smith and it's a similar argument with, with Grealish, isn't it? I mean, they've looked completely lost with that in this season. So maybe yeah, that's one bro, one thing you can chuck at Dean Smith. Maybe that's one cross next to his name.
0: Well, another one is if you are a manager that doesn't know how to get the best out of Emmy Buendia, I don't want you managing Norwich City. Yeah,
1: it's mad, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. So aye, I I think I think that coupled with all, all of the kind of the global appeal. The, the real sort of ah, you're properly getting one of the stars of football in um and the depth of that context book is going to be invaluable because i think that that's the point i was going to make the combination of stuart weber's ability to unearth gems and to make sure everyone's scouted to the to the nth degree and frank lampard's ability to pick up the phone and say get any strikers that need a bit of game time you know mm. what i mean yeah. um I mean, what's what, what's Tammy Abraham doing right now? I'm going to Google that. Is it Roma, is isn't it? Yeah, he? He's early, Rome. didn't he? Um, yeah, well. so is he getting I mean, game time there under Mourinho? Yeah, I
1: think he, he started the season well, didn't he? He was banging in a few goals. Um, he was in the was he in the latest England squad? Maybe not this this current one, but the the October England squad. I'm sure he got called up. Yeah, um, well,
0: no, I mean, it's, I'm just reading here. It seems to yeah. be doing really, really well. Uh, They've got
1: a buyback option aren't they chelsea I think, They so. do
0: yeah for 68 million quid yeah. i could yeah. see that well getting activated yeah completely um, yeah. i but i i think that's the thing now like premier league clubs can afford to do that they can just go to like a giant of italian football and go here have our player and we'll buy him back for double the price in a couple of years time once you've got him that bit better Romelu yeah. lukaku springs immediately to mind when you, when you think of the way that he's developed his game and improved you know? Um, and now he's come back to England, like, pretty much the finished
1: article, you know? Yeah, it'd be nice to be able to do that, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> it would be, but Norwich City do try and do that at a different level, and they do try and get, squeeze out these competitive advantages where we can at a different level, and that's that's all of the kind of work and the body of work that Stuart Weber's done. But I'm gonna label a few of the, the criticisms at you that I saw of because when it looked earlier on, like Lampard was was nailed on, um, Norwich City Twitter being Norwich City Twitter took 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 it well. Um, I think loads of people were were let like me and you. A lot of people seem to be on the same journey as me, whereas earlier in the week they weren't buying Lampard stock at all, whereas now they're like yeah, he's the right man. He's he's, mm. he's the right fit. He's the one we need to go for. I think a lot of people have been on a similar journey to me with
1: that. I think you've been quite positive for the start, haven't you? I'm quite positive. Yeah, I, I I think he's a I think he's a good candidate. I think it's the thing I keep going back to is that the fact he's worked with young players before, and I think yeah. that's at a club like Norwich that is a that is a massive a massive um, point, isn't it? Uh, and the obviously obviously the fact that he's worked at an elite level he's 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 worked in the premier league before he knows the division he knows it better than anyone doesn't he i mean he's played he's god knows how many games in it and obviously managed you know relatively successfully i accept that he could have done maybe slightly better at chelsea but as i said that first season was was, was decent enough yeah. um so uh, i th- i think the one the one thing i'm worried about is the fact he's not managed in a relegation battle and i completely get that argument <laughs> that, no no, that's yeah. and and that, that okay, back to what i said you might throw. Uh, well, that,
0: that, that that's true, and, and the thing is, as well, he's coming in and maybe not having the battle scars in uh, previous relegation fights is kind of gonna give you a more holistic perspective about how you come into Norwich City and how you try to implement your methods. You know, um, so I think I think that's that's a good thing. I do still stick by my comment that I would want a fighter, but I would say right. And the Gerard Lampard, that sort of thing that we brought up earlier. Mm. Gerard was the more tenacious fighter for the jersey style player.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That is fair.
0: As a manager, watching his, um, and I think Lampard's actually his kind of managerial style is quite It, it complements his playing style really well. Like it's almost like they are they are one and the same. Image wise, having watched Stephen Gerrard's Rangers teams, despite the their success and and. Uh, Got asked to do a piece for our, uh, the Express and Star the local newspaper in Birmingham when he was appointed today. A wee question and answer, and I was really complimentary about him. Mm. I thought, because he did a, they did a superb job at Rangers, and I think both uh, manager and club are a lot better for, for the union that they had. I wouldn't take Stephen Gerrard over Frank Lampard as a Norwich manager, would That's you, it. if
1: you had the choice? Oh, That's a tough question, isn't it? Um. Yes, I think I would because he's he's won something. But then the, the caveat that it's the um, obviously the, the Scottish league. No, no offense in, intended, but <laughs> you know, he's, Frank Lampard not had a chance to win a, a Scottish Premier League because he's not been in it. But no, no, um, I, I get. You, but I think I would take Gerard for that reason, the fact he has won something. But, but it's really close as it was when there were players. I mean, there's nothing between them then, was there? Well, see, I, I think having watched Stephen Gerard's
0: Rangers teams, I think the. I, I don't
1: think the style of football would complement what Stuart Weber wants the style of yeah, football you, to you be. Know, anyway. you've, you've watched him on a regular basis up there and I have. So.
0: And, and he likes to play He likes to play a kind of compact team um, that's really, really effective in the break. Uh, and I don't think that's the kind of team. Actually, in the Premier League, it, I'd be interested to see if Norwich City played like that. But I just don't. I, I think his and Weber's football and philosophies are a wee bit different. Yeah. Um, I might be wrong. Because they spent time together at Liverpool when Weber was in charge of the academy, I'm sure. Um, I'm pretty sure they passed cross. Time goes into a vortex for me now. I'm getting that old. I- I'm that old. I wouldn't buy me on Football Manager. I'm 32, <laughs> right? That's me. You're you're now out of the hoody. Like you'd need to be like a special case, like a really classy midfielder or a defender
1: with a lot of height. You need you to be a Frank I mean, Lampard, wouldn't you? you need to be a Frank Lampard. Exactly. Aye.
0: Could <laughs> come come in and, and and bring that touch of class, that bit of razzle
1: dazzle. Yeah, do you remember when you went to Man City? You'd have to yeah, you'd be like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but aye, like um I
0: I think that's that's why I'm leaning towards the the, the Lampard thing now. And I'm now
1: at the stage where I'm kinda like, I like bring it on. I don't want I could, the club aye, to dither people, much longer. More people like you are, are talking themselves round, aren't they, to the idea? I think that's that's obvious. There has been some negativity, I get that. But
0: well, that, people... that that was what I was going to come on to. So a lot of the criticism that's been leveled is a lot of people are saying that appointing Lampard would be a departure for Weber's philosophy of kind of looking at the long term, ignoring the noise, all of that kind of stuff. One yeah. interesting thing to me is Stuart Weber has been the star of this football club for yeah. five years or however long he's been there. He's now like he's, he's bringing in a global star alongside himself, so I think the the dynamics of that relationship is going to be absolutely fascinating to watch because Frank Lampard is going to believe he's a manager that can can manage it like proper elite Champions League level. Stuart Weber is a Champions League level operator. I mean, Norwich City are very very lucky to have him. Uh, and and he will go on to bigger and better things in the game of football, I'm sure. But um, that, that said, I'm sure he would he would agree he's not got his recruitment right, um, and some of the windows. And I know that a lot of people don't think the summer's recruitment was that great. I actually
1: think it's better than I we've do. seen so far. I do. I just don't think got, you got got the most out of them. I, I think there's some good plays. Right. Sure
0: no, no, I'm good. I'm the same. But Weber
1: and Lampard,
0: the dynamics of that because that's two. Yeah. Stellar operators that you've that's then the got at your thing. football club, yeah. and sometimes, like in in look foreign countries, if you get a marriage of like sporting director and head coach, um, sometimes there can be a bit of a kind of soap opera dynamic develops. I'm no suggesting that's going to happen, and obviously they're going to have to be in the same page for 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 an agreement to be made. But I just think the the dynamics of that subplot within the greater plot of how Norwich City do is is just going to be another another fascinating thing to watch evolve and i actually can't see now how you could make an argument for for any other candidate like i've actually come round to that the probably like, uh, this conversation's probably helped that process as well just crystallize it i i, I don't think you can go for anybody else in the list like I tell you what anyone out there in the comments, I'm not sure if my comments are working, so if I'm ignoring mm. them, it's because of a um, a technical flaw. But um, let let us know who you think um, who, who you would go for, or whether you agree with me, or whether you disagree with me. You think it should be someone else. But all the criticism left, I want to go back to that, is that Lampard would be a departure from like Weber's football and philosophy, but I don't see that because I think he ticks some of the boxes, like bringing through young players, attacking football, all of that kind of stuff seems to fit the bill, right?
1: Yeah, completely. And Stuart Weber wants to win. This is what I keep stressing. He he is an actual, he's a born winner. And this is why he's made that decision. You know, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago and, um, and yeah, I was gonna ask you about that interview. So, what was what was the discussion around? I've no a chance to watch it, man. Tell us about the interview, tell us about what you thought of Weber as a guy. I've spent quite a bit of time in his company as well. He's like... just so, so impressive, isn't it? And he? And he cares so much about the club. You know, that's what that, that's what came across. And that he will put the club before himself and he'll put the club before anyone else because he cares so so passionately about it, and he wants what's best for Norwich City. And that's that's why I think. If he appoints Frank Lampard, he's appointing him because he believes Frank can get them out of this 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 mess. He's not doing it as a publicity stunt. He oh, believes not. that Frank is the, the right man to, to, to take the job. And uh, I, I, I I'm think, totally with that. I, and I know was,
0: a few people that actually do think that there is a bit of personal PR massaging as a motive can't say right. that I can't, I can't say see that. that.
1: I, I, I disagree with that. with that as well. Yeah, completely. Um, so, what? what did a, you?
0: How did you find him? as a, a character? What? What? Just right, chat about. Fair. And did you get an
1: inkling that he'd maybe made the decision now? When
0: you look at it in retrospect, at that
1: I think there was there was hints, wasn't there? I think it was, I think it was a rallying call to, well, it's it certainly rallying call to the fans, wasn't it, to whip the atmosphere up against Leeds. And mm-hmm. I, you know, in hindsight, was it a, a rallying call to, to Farkas saying basically he got one job to one game, sorry to to get a reaction out of the players. And obviously that didn't that didn't come. Um, that's a but good it was, point,
0: actually. I thought he'd maybe was going to bin him after Chelsea.
1: Yeah, now that's that what I think. I, I, think I think he gave him that one last game. Yeah, yeah. He he, and he gave
0: him his backing. Like he basically said, right, I'm going yeah. to go all in on this hand and it's like win or bust. And I think not just the fact that we lost to Leeds, right? Um, well, the result was everything in that game. I I would still say that, and even if we'd scraped a 1-0 win, I think that would have been fine. But I think the nature of the defeat, the fact that we equalised and conceded straight away, the fact that we were launching diagonals to nobody um, for 20 minutes, half an hour, I'm yeah. sure that's the point where the penny dropped and he just went, right, this has
1: run its course. That's what I mean. I mean, Stuart Webb is a, uh, an intelligent bloke, and he, he can definitely see that unfolding in front of him. The fact that, as as we mentioned earlier, you know the style of play completely, completely gone, hasn't it? You know it, that was unrecognisable um, compared to previous Farker teams, and <laughs> I, I think that was the, that was his that was his undoing. I think the fact that he was resorting to that that style of play or maybe maybe the players were ignoring his his, uh, his instructions in which case you well, got it, to go not it you don't you can can't it exonerate the
0: players because the, the players have been poor as well and I think that that was what Weber said in his
1: comments he says everyone there's a football club has to be yeah, it's a collective that's what yeah. he kept saying that's what he kept stressing that it's huh. everyone's responsibility
0: and that's that's fine but he's also um I mean people will look at that and then say he's a hypocrite. Because he's mm.
1: gone he's gone out and said that and then sacked the manager weeks later.
0: N- but he's not like what you well, think he wanted it, is- he, wanted,
1: he wanted it to work out, I'm sure of that. You know, he, he would have loved it if we'd have smashed Leeds 3 0 and then you go and beat Brentford and then you keep you know, Farker keeps his job. I'm sure that's what he wanted to happen. Mm. But it, it just couldn't happen, could it? It couldn't. Well, see see the thing is, right? I think that's the the, the key
0: thing we worry about is it's actions, not words. Yeah. So the words, the words are are what kind of can outline the vision, can outline the strategy, can outline the thinking behind decisions, um, either ahead of things or in retrospect. But think it's the actions that tell you the intent. I think of what he's trying to do, and the actions were were what was thing here. The words before that game were designed mm-hmm. to get the right reaction. They didn't because the team get beat. And at that point, he's obviously made the decision and then he's gone to himself, well, you know what, there's no point in sacking a manager before an international break. And pricelessly for me, it gave Farka that chance to yeah. just go out and away. And that's that's perfect. But it's the actions that will tell you more about what Stuart Weber's doing than the the words that go behind it sometimes. And I think mm. that's, the, that's the key thing here that people don't kind of... Get um Ollie Middleton's just sort of written um because we are we are journalists mate so we're all about balance yeah um he says he's slightly behind but he's weirdly coming around to the idea of Dean Smith as well if we didn't get Lampard would you accept that as a as a kind of secondary prize because I don't think I would now no I I wouldn't
1: you know I I like it to be Lampard I I would but if if for whatever reason it can't be I think Dean Smith the best. Option out there, Um, he is. He's the
0: second best option,
1: and you've got to, at this point, get the best. Surely, yeah, I I agree, and I'm, I'm hopeful they will do. But we, we just, you know, it's uh, especially with Lampard. You know, it's so high profile. You just don't know if it could fall through at the last minute, do you? That's that's your worry. But well, that that's it.
0: And like in terms of reading the the, I mean, I was going to ask you, do you
1: think he'd be interested in the the Rangers job? Do you think he'd be touted for that, Lampard?
0: Yeah, Lampard Lampard's yeah. already operating in a bigger. Rangers is a vehicle to get to Aston Villa. Lampard's yeah. already managed Chelsea, so I think that tells you. Um, it's, it's a sad state of affairs because Rangers and Celtic as football clubs have all of the intangible things that the Leicester cities of the world just don't. Right, Leicester City that 2016 title aside, mm. I mean the history is not not glorious. Rangers and Celtic were what. Like, architects and, and football trailblazers um, for decades and produced multiple players, managers, all sorts of footballing figures and, and and things like that. But just the nature of the bloated Premier League TV deals, it's consuming all of the leagues in Europe.
1: It's yeah, consuming...
0: I mean, in Germany, bar Bayern Munich and Spain, uh, I mean, that's financially a mess anyway. Um, so we could have set that to one side because Barcelona and Real Madrid are not in a cash-happy situation. PSG again, it's oil money. Um, Newcastle are going to be up there, and then when the Super League, because we've we've obviously we've threatened the idea of a super league, so that manufactures the consensus for the Super League in people's opinion over the course of time. So by the end of this decade, when the Super League is actually a thing, Newcastle will now be in it. That's mm. that's basically what we're seeing. But English football as a whole is not healthy, man. And no. I mean this comes back to a greater holistic argument that I have with myself all the time. I'd much rather be the Farka yo-yo club, right, that talks sport stick sticking the boot into than Burnley.
1: Mm.
0: Like, I'd much rather be that. Yeah. Like, Identity-wise and in terms of pound-for-pound entertainment, we're never bored.
1: If you're a Burnley fan, are you bored of watching Sean Dye's teams <laughs> grind out to their wins? Yeah, I, I agree. But the only thing I say is I was bored in that Leeds game because the style of play was so so terrible wasn't it and that's you know no it's, we're struggling so much and that is not fun watching your team be humiliated like they have been at times this season
0: yeah no that's the thing the, the Chelsea game was the one for me it was like, it was I, humiliating uh, no um, it. it was uh, it was it was horrible and after that game i'm thinking you're now vindicating all these guns On talk sport and all these other places that are just like, oh, yeah, Norwich City, they they don't don't try, they don't spend money, right? And I'm thinking, well, we did spend money this summer, so that's incorrect. And I'm defending the team. And then the team's going out and getting annihilated by Chelsea and
1: making all these goons look right and me look wrong. So and you can't. There's no defence, is there? You, you cannot defend a performance like that because it was atrocious, and that's was, without Lukaku and, and Werner. You, you just dread to think what would have happened. With <laughs> you do that, I, don't you? Uh, no, I me. Mean, yeah. that, that that was no exaggeration. Say that could have been ten.
0: Well, I, I was somebody pointed this out to me um, a, a few weeks ago, and that is basically every opponent we've had so far has been missing a key player. So, like yeah, Bissouma, 10. for example, in the Brighton game, or whatever. You can, he, he yeah, exactly. You can point to every game and say, oh, well, they were missing this guy. And mm. most of them have gone out and beaten us quite comfortably in the end as well. See, the other thing that's going to be entertaining to watch over the course of the season is games against big teams are actually maybe going to be worth watching again. Because, yeah, we might be in the end of a like 5-1 hammering sometimes. But I think we're going to give
1: someone a game and take a scalp. Because from well, no, the historically, no, it's from do Historically, they normally do, don't they? Absolutely, you know, you, like you go back to the Manchester getting, game. You remember beating Manchester United um, in 2004. Like, Alex
0: happens. Ferguson's worst record as a manager against a single club was against Norwich City in terms of that. points wow. per game. Interesting. So, you I like in terms, of doing? Anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> mate. Ah, do you know Bring what? Back. You know what? Leave him be. The guy's yeah. the guy's yeah. the Godfather, <laughs> and I will cry when he dies, man. Like. um yeah. He's 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 my personal hero. Like he's yeah. the guy I grew up idolizing in football. Yeah, uh, I yeah. love him. Um, but I think I think Ferguson knew when to go out, and there's there's a lot to be said for that. And by the way, again, I'm glad they've sacked Farka, because could you imagine if it got to the stage that he was getting hit with clap banners like the way Hutton did but, at the end of his run That agree, was, was really sad to see. No, it was hutton a really he's nice a game guy? A game, isn't he? He's a human yeah, of course being, he
1: and is. He's, a, he's a nice guy, Chris Eaton. And yeah, they, that was awful. And you'd have hated that to happen to Farke. And like we said earlier, he went out, you know, w- with a win, which is which is perfect, really. It's the perfect end for him, I think.
0: Yeah, Ed says, Frank Lampard will raise our profile. Hopefully Todd Cantwell and Billy Gilmore will come back in the starting 11. Um, don't expect Cantwell for Southampton. Do expect Billy Gilmore. What do you think you'll go with for that game? That, that
1: seems like... Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. On. I mean, you might know more about his, his previous formations, but I, I think he'll go back to the four 2 three one, won't he? I, I would suspect. I, I just think we bought players for those positions. I can say the recruitment hinted at that, didn't it? You know, you, yeah. you got your, your two wingers. Uh, Billy is one of the sort of playmaking deep-line midfielders you Norman. get him and then you've got the driving force that exactly. is storming Matthias Norman,
0: like driving name? your midfield up the pitch. Like, he's I mean, fantastic. He, he gives you hope, doesn't he, Norman? Oh, because he is, mate, he's top I love job. him. I yeah, love him. I as a six and an eight, by the way, I'm really happy with that. Maybe yeah, I, I would like a player that could... Um, so th- this is going to be the really interesting thing because you normally think of the deeper sitting player as the more defensive one or the... Mm. The more I try to think of the right word, like like sterner tackler. You know what I mean? The the harder yeah. guy. Norman's the harder guy, but he's going to be playing more advanced. Whereas I think Billy's going to be in the deep pocket. And it's almost, for any of you American football fans out there, it's almost going to be a bit like protecting the quarterback in the pocket kind of vibe. And I think if we can do that, um, then it's going to be good. One of my mates said to me earlier on, like, um, playing a guy that's got like 20 Premier League games or whatever it is, Billy Gilmore's got under his belt um, and, and, and going to him as your go-to guy is probably going to be, I mean, it's, it'd be quite a bold manoeuvre. But I can't actually see Frank Lampard employing any other strategy, at least at the start, because Billy Gilmore's the one player. He knows exactly what he's got in that kid, whereas everyone
1: else he's going to be sussing out. Yeah, no, he'll play, he'll play Gilmore, I'm sure of it. Um the centre defence is interesting because I thought
0: mm. Omobamidelli
1: and Gibson looked really good, actually, on Saturday. I thought they had a really nice Me balance too. because the thing about Gibson is he's, he's left-footed, which none of the other lads are. I and love I the that, balance that of it, that. It, that gives it, it, it a really nice balance. And he brings the ball out of defence really well. But he has been found out, you know, on the flip side, he's been found out against the better teams. But it, I think, I, I I think, think he's, know, got, he's got his just, ceiling, uh, whereas oh, like, is really oh, He could be anything. He could be anything. What a player he's
0: really really good and i think um see, see the other thing that i would say and this is i think ben godfrey is a better footballer than andrew Omobamidele. i mm. think andrew Omobamidele is a better defender than yeah, ben completely. godfrey yeah and he's that's that more... he's just he's a, a defender whereas godfrey's is like a kind of hybrid he could go he could be a defensive he? mid yes. And he has a ball playing centre back seems to be what he's kind of settled on. Yeah, but definitely. Godfrey could play like various roles. Andrew Omobamidele, for all that he was kind of playing as a de facto left back against Leeds, is a yeah.
1: centre half and one hell of a one. Like
0: see, I and, think
1: they've, they've got to keep with him. I think I think they've got to build the team round Omobamidele. I think he's just build just it round the young pillars, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Uh, now the thing
0: is, so um, nobody good for Scotland because I think the two Expendable members of the first team core, of mm. then Grant Hanley and Kenny McLean. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: And if that's who you're, I mean, I think Hanley and all is like a, a perfectly viable parent. I think Kenny Miller, um, Kenny McLean, so Kenny Miller, and that, yeah. that would be funny. Um. <laughs> Ken, Kenny McLean will get game time in the centre of midfield.
1: He will because um, he's reliable, isn't he? he he's he's a totally, reliable player. and
0: Kenny's a good footballer, man. People forget that. He as
1: well. He's a good character.
0: Player. Mate, his partner's brilliant. See when yeah. um see see I actually he followed me back on Twitter because I um <laughs> I, I mentioned uh, he, he, like, whenever one of our uh, players got unveiled in the summer, he would come up with like a one line nickname for them. So crystal oh, yeah, yeah. was was Jarhead. <laughs> um, and then his one for Josh Sargent was absolutely brilliant Um, a, the old Saved by the Bell character oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, I, I just think Kenny's I think he's a really funny guy I think, he's a, I think he's a great character in a dressing room I think he's a great guy he can uh, bounce off definitely, definitely. Um, and I don't think he'll need to be in the team
1: to necessarily yeah, I mean. impact just dip, him positively. just dip him in and out dip him in and out of the team you know he shouldn't be there every week in my opinion but yeah completely valid member of the squad without a doubt so I think it's an interesting one. Where, where do you see him sort of featuring? Uh, I think
0: he's our long ball... Uh, not long ball.
1: Um, he's your, our outlet. He's really
0: he's, our out, he's our out ball when we're under pressure type player. I think he plays against the bigger teams where we maybe just need someone to feed off and drag us up the pitch um, when we're working a of camp in our own box. But I think he's failed to deliver uh, in terms of his touch and uh, his hold-up play not been up to, to par with what it could be because I've seen that's the aspect of his game that really impressed me in the Bundesliga. I thought, that's where he can benefit. Can he hit a barn door like no, uh, in terms of scoring goals if, if you look at the record? But good in, good in the aspect of, in terms of getting the team up the pitch. Um, and I was interested to see a kind of dynamic because I think playing him and puki together has probably been quite instructive um for for the two of them and maybe for the rest of the team. Do you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. and I think now that if you go back to like a one, and I think Sargent could maybe find like in the wider areas, there's a potential outball just playing maybe off the striker as well. Um aye, I I think I think you'll get game time again. But as we said earlier. That's the one area we need. We need another number nine in January, and if you get me it. that, if you give me aye, that's the problem. Do we have the?
1: I mean, it's thirty million quid minimum for a good game. It's one. It is you know it just for is. a proven yeah. one. 30, yeah. 40 million. I mean, the one they missed out on is Tony, isn't it? At Peterborough, aye. a couple of years ago. I mean, that was that. It seems so obvious that they should get him, and you know, you, you've got a, a ready-made player there to to you know make that step up to the Premier League absolutely that
0: I'm quite happy with how we've kind of left things there Andy I'm, yeah, uh, I'm quite happy with that I think we've got through that's been good yeah thanks for having me talking mate it's been great having you on and we'll definitely get you on again man Um yeah. I wanted to ask you so say Frank Lampard is appointed this weekend will you be part of the uh, media circus with uh, the bears and unicycles and stuff well, look, um, I will be the-
1: if, if it's done before Monday I will be but then after Monday, I've got the week off. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm gutted oh, about that because yeah, you know, I'd love to <laughs> love to meet him. If the, what,
0: do, do you know what? And that, that that's an important point you raise because I think for, for people that like sort of haven't worked in journalism like ourselves, um, you, you're a wee bit younger than me, so you're really much at the epicenter of this. But I had my own personal experience with it the season that I was the Norwich City commentator, where I was kind of doubling up as the Radio Norwich reporter mm. as well. So I would be asking Alex Neal questions at the press conference and then going out and commentating on the club channel on the saturday and then post-match i would be back into journalist mode so i was kind of working for the club and working outside the club at the same time it's like a weird kind of hybrid role probably yeah. quite unique and um like at that point i was just uh, it was probably what age are you if you don't mind me asking, man
1: i'm, I'm 31 so i was 31 Oh, yeah, but... You're
0: just you're just a better paper run than me, man. Um, <laughs> I, but I don't know if I buy you in football manager, actually. But um, no, probably I, not I think, now.
1: Not now. What, I, I, in, I thought,
0: well. My bad. I thought you were mid twenties, right? But no. see, being at the centre or something like this, it's cool, isn't it?
1: Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> not to, yeah, not to, to, it. not to lord over anyone or anything like that. It's just, but it's really exciting. These are the these are the times that you live to be a part, of, uh, and, and, and in terms of going in for a career in sports media and stuff this is the this is these are the times where like your instinct takes over and the enjoyment of the thing should be there and I think if you get to the stage that this kind of period becomes a chore rather than something that you enjoy
1: doing that's maybe when you should dip out you mm. know um Completely. And- no, it's a it's it's a very privileged job to have, isn't it and it's oh what, what else would you rather do I mean it's just fantastic I think
0: no I, I enjoy it mate i enjoy it um i don't know I, I never know what curveballs life is going to lend yeah you. exactly
1: yeah keep your options yeah. open
0: no that's it so if people want to find you man where can they they find you on social media and like yeah, their so, work and stuff
1: yeah so twitter so um yeah that's andy ward itv and also um on our website as well itv.com forward slash anglia and probably on a, a monday and friday i might be doing the sport so, uh, All yeah, right. no,
0: we'll definitely see your smiling face on yeah. there, mate. I have, I've seen it a few times, um, and I, uh, you informed me tonight that sometimes my commentary goes out on there. So if you hear yeah, a Scottish voice commentating on EFL games, and um, maybe it's me. <laughs> uh, but I like sometimes sometimes I come out of the, the shed that I've got here um up in <laughs> Scotland and go out and do some real football because as you quite rightly mentioned earlier, the football in Scotland it's just not real, it's just not real football. Um <laughs> no, nah, I, I jest, I jest. Um yeah. you can tell I haven't no sleep, man. Like <laughs> I'm just falling to bits here. <laughs> Hodge on Nodge's back, guys. If he's like it, then please do subscribe. Um to the channel Hodge the Hack which is on YouTube which is where all my podcasts go if you're listening to this retrospectively on your favourite podcast players then you can subscribe and just write in Hodge on Nodge um, and you can find me on social media Hodge the Hack across all of your social media bro um, I think that's us Andy we done yeah, I think we have done yeah, we're done. We're done. Do you want to ask me a question? Because I've been asking all the
1: questions tonight. Ask me one question before you go.
0: This is a prayer. privileged position for you.
1: How are you going to feel if Frank Lampard isn't appointed? Gutty. I'm not at that stage. Seriously. Like, it, 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 oh, seriously I mean, Dean
0: Smith is the only consolation prize I would accept. If it's Knutson now, I think I would be more confused than anything. But it's going to be Frank
1: Lampard. I don't think it'll be Knutson because... Uh, Talking to the, the club on, on Monday, they, they were a bit baffled where all these rumours had come from. And there's been nothing in Norway to suggest that, you know, anything I think Stalus
0: Solbaken did an interview. So Sol- yeah.
1: Solbakken and Weber
0: crossed paths for about five minutes at Wolves. Yeah, Wolves, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think Solbakken said, like, he would maybe be a good fit and whatever. I was asked a wee bit about him. Uh, and then there was a hilarious thing that I saw in the pinking where Matthias Norman getting asked about him. And he's like, yeah, we'd maybe be all right. Yeah, (laughs) and do you know know the impression I get from Matthias Norman? I think he may have, uh, he reminds me of like a kid with ADHD or something, you know. Um, and he might actually be someone that is this is maybe not public knowledge and I'm purely speculating, but there may be like some sort of condition like that because the guy has an irrepressible energy, man like oh, awesome. see especially at the end of games and stuff it just seems yeah. like he's a jack in the box at all moments
1: and yeah. i quite like that energy in my squad i think like. I, I think he's, he's brilliant in every way isn't he he's a Great. fantastic fantastic leader on the pitch um he's a bloody good player as well you know he's i anointed
0: him player of the year at the start of october i said he's going to be our player of the year and i've well if he, he, if
1: you were voting now he would win it hands down wouldn't he oh he's like by it. a million miles but I think
0: um, even over the course it's going to take a good body of work to beat that. Um, and also, imagine
1: Frank Frank Lampard getting stuck into him and you know giving him some some extra coaching as well. What what a what a player to learn from. So what yeah. a guy, what a guy for him to 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 be no, able no, to learn from. You hope,
0: that, you hope that balance of characters is right. Um, you know, the balance of the bid feels right with Gilmer and Norman. I mean, I'm really excited by that on paper. But the proof's always on on the pitch, you know? Yeah, um, and I think in some games it's going to be stellar and then in others it might flop. But that's where you've got the likes of Kenny McLean that can come in and step in and mm. provide a steady hand in the tiller and, and some reliable stuff for, for Norwich City fans, hopefully. Anyway, find me yeah. on social media. Find Andy on social media. Andy, has been an absolute pleasure, mate. Cheers, mate. To Thanks, to you. And Thank I'm you. glad that we... I'm glad that we've made this connection, had this conversation yeah, tonight. Let's keep in touch, mate. Yeah, to everyone out there, thank you very much for sticking with us patiently. We're back, and tomorrow I'll be back. I'm going to do it, I think, about 12 o'clock lunchtime, barring any managerial appointment. Connor South will be here, and then we're going to chew through some of the fat of everything that's been going on and try to make sense of it, as we have done with Andy tonight. Andy, top man, thank you.
1: Right, thank you. See you later. And thank you to all you listeners on the Ball City.